It's religion today, it's ideology today, and our secularist friends also have a faith. Some kind of Disneyland fantasy. I know how this is going to get heard in the secular world. Where the pseudo-Christian masks are off. That's nonsense, ladies and gentlemen. Apologetics isn't just about giving answers to other people's questions. It's also about learning to question other people's answers or even question the question itself. In a Christian worldview. Well, welcome to Quantum number 195. Now, Quantum's a podcast that looks at news and views and cultural issues from throughout the world. And we do so from a Christian perspective. But this is a podcast that is inclusive of everybody. And uh, we've been looking last week. We've Occasionally we do a special, done climate change and so on. Last week, we... I thought I had recorded a trans special, but it ended up being so long, we split it into two. Actually, that's not true. We've split it into three. So this is part two. Part one looked at where this had come from. Part two is looking at uh, what the consequences are. Now, as I said, in part three, uh, I'll, I'll tell you more about that at the end, what we're going to do then. But this time we are looking at the consequences. So again, just a a couple of caveats in here. First of all, please remember that what is being said here is not against individuals who are transgender. There are people who suffer from gender identity dysphoria. They are human beings made in the image of God. They need support, encouragement, help and love, the same as anyone else. And secondly, uh, I I think it's important to realise that the issue itself is actually incredibly important. Now you'll see why we get sidetracked a little bit into things about, well, is it just women in sports or whatever? But we are talking here about the very fundamentals of what it is to be a human being, to be male and female. So having seen how we arrived here, let's look at some of the consequences of transgender ideology being accepted and put into place in society. Let's go, girls. So let's begin with Shania Twain. Come on. I'm going out tonight. I'm feeling alright. Gonna let it all hang out. Wanna make some noise. Really raise my voice. Yeah, I wanna scream and shout. I am going to recommend this next video. Uh, Again, I will embed it on my website purely and simply because I think it may be taken away from YouTube. But uh, this was a 
a video of Scottish feminists having a, a conference and they were looking at the implications of self-ID. And this is Rona Hotchkiss, a former governor of Cornton Vale Prison. There was a woman in, and some of you have heard me talk about this woman before, she was a life sentence prisoner and she had really turned her life around. She was a trusted prisoner, she was a mentor to new prisoners, she was someone that I spoke to to kind of take the temperature of what was going on. And I came on one Monday morning to discover that she had been caught using drugs and was in a, in a bad way. And once we'd given her a couple of days to sort of calm down and so on, I went to speak to her and I said, what happened? And she said, I had an argument with, with her. And she said, can I see him? And I said, yes, you can. She said, I had an argument with her or him. And he punched the wall really violently and I thought he was going to assault me. She said, and all of my trauma comes from being assaulted right throughout my childhood by violent men. She said, and it just threw me right back to where I was. And I, I just looked for drugs and got them. And I felt so ashamed to be the governor of that prison where we were doing that to the most traumatised people in society. Now, I think the attacks on women are real. Very real. So, here is... Just listen to this if you can. That is someone, if you didn't make that out, that is someone called Faye, in which she says on YouTube, this is a YouTube video that's still there. Uh, apparently this was in, in track with her community standards. R saying about J.K. Rowling, as I kill terse, hope you fit in a hearse. It is a death threat against J.K. Rowling, the well-known writer, you know, Harry Potter and so on, who's made a real stand for women's rights and has been abused and attacked by politicians, media, academics, so on, the whole list of people that we said beforehand. Uh, by the way, when that activist post threatening to kill J.K. Rowling was reported on Twitter, you know what they said? They said it hadn't broken its safety policies. I think the consequences for women in all of this are appalling. Again, there are so many examples, but let me just give one. A woman was raped on a single-sex ward at an unnamed hospital in Britain last year. The hospital and the police refused to believe her accusation because the woke procedure demanded they say there was no male in the hospital. This was a lie, and thankfully, because of cameras, they were able to find out that, in actual fact, the woman was raped and that the perpetrator was a transgender woman. You cannot rape if you do not have the structure of a male, said the person bringing that. Extraordinary. Here's something else. The BBC actually put this. Heavy periods, debilitating pain and infertility. These are some of the causes of endometriosis, a condition that affects one in ten people of any age in the UK who are, get this, assigned female at birth. Women are being eradicated. And that's that I'm not exaggerating this. You can't say what a woman is. You say you're assigned female at birth. Nobody but nobody was born. And then the doctor said, okay, we'll assign this one male and we'll assign this one female. No. We are born male or female. And then 
you, you, the implications for women are also extraordinary in that the f- crime statistics are changed. So again, there are so many examples of this. I'm just going to give one. A, a pensioner has been arrested on suspicion of killing and dismembering a 68-year-old woman she met online. Uh, this person called Marceline had previously spent more than 50 years in prison for killing two male friends. This is a man who had a problem with women, but then decided that they were going to be a uh, a woman, a man, a man who said he's going to be a woman. And now this is reported in the press as a woman committing murder. A man who has a problem with women says he is a woman, and because of that, the press, the judiciary system, and everyone else. No, I'm sorry, this was a man who did this. Or take this headline from yesterday. Teesside woman accused of exposing penis using sex toy and masturbating in public. No, this is not a woman doing that. This is a man. We are, as I said, erasing women. In the Scottish census that's coming out, parents can assign their children whatever sex they want. And again, we can't do that. I had two daughters and a boy. I didn't get to say, well, I'm going to say that my doors are... And, and government policy is made on the basis of these, these censuses. I'll tell you what, time for this. Madonna, Material World, Material Girl. Uh, Again, Kathleen Stock, her book Material Girls, which I do recommend. She says this, Now many of the fictions in which we immerse ourselves are harmless, but that isn't the case with trans fictions. When disseminated at industrial scale and coercively maintained by the progressive establishment. At the other end of this particular story arc are unhappily infertile young adults, women prisoners made to share facilities with male rapists, sportswomen crowded out of competition by men they can't hope to beat, young lesbians guilted into dating males, wives being coerced into participation in the cross-dressing fantasies of their husbands, and trans people with wholly inadequate health care relative to their well-being. So, women are... And, and this is still the implications for women. Sport, this is the big issue just now. Take this. University of Pennsylvania swimmer Leah Thomas taking first place in the NCAA 500-yard freestyle. She is the first transgender athlete to be crowned NCAA champion, but not without controversy because critics say she has an unfair physical advantage over the other swimmers and should not have been allowed to compete. 
Now, second place went to University of Virginia swimmer Emma Wyant, who won a silver medal in last year's Tokyo Olympics. She's getting an outpouring of support on social media, with some calling her the true winner. And we saw Lauren at that medal ceremony. Uh, the crowd was virtually silent when Leah Thomas was announced the, the winner, the first place winner, mm -hmm. and yet they went crazy cheering for the second place Because winner. Leah Thompson, um, Thomas went through puberty, right, as, as a boy. She has bigger lungs, bigger arms, bigger hands, and now she's competing. Now that is the, the unfairness of having a man compete in women's sport. There's no point in having women's sport if men can compete in it. Most of you listening to this, you've got to say, well, of course. But apparently our elites can't see such a common sense approach. For example, here we're in the midst of the Australian election and Albanese announced a couple of weeks ago, today I announced that a federal Labour government will help build dedicated female changing rooms here because women and girls deserve equal opportunity to play sport. But their party's policy is to recognise that anyone who says they are a woman or a girl so I could walk in and say, well, I'm sorry, I'm a woman, uh, and so therefore you have to let me participate in your sports or uh, go into your dedicated female changing rooms. Apparently, uh, Scott Morrison, the uh, prime minister seeking re-election, has endorsed the ban on uh, men in women's sports. For that, for that, I am at least thankful. And I think this from Sharon Davis, who's again been a, an absolute heroine or hero in this. I am so grateful for all the wonderful women out there standing up for their rights and the rights of future generations of young girls, also to the men who've been brave enough to break cover. There are many who haven't, sadly, who genuinely believe in equality. Thank you. Well, Sharon Davis and all my feminist sisters, I'm absolutely with you. We may disagree about many things, but we do not disagree about this. Women are important and women should not be erased. So, I'll tell you what, let's have a little bit of Helen Ready. I am woman, hear me roar, in numbers too big to ignore, and I know too much to go back and pretend. Cause I've heard it all before, and I've been down there on the floor, and no one's second consequence is for children. There is such confusion. I think of a woman phoning me about a 14-year-old boy who was depressed, her son, who went to the school counsellor. The counsellor said to him, well, perhaps you're unhappy because you are trapped in the wrong body. And uh, the school was desperately seeking for a transgender person so that they could get their Stonewall Award again. I believe that what our governments are doing is in effect state-sponsored child abuse. And if you doubt, it's physical abuse as well. So for example, the uh, Biden administration are saying this is what is appropriate treatment for transgender adolescents. 
top surgery, creating male typical chest shape or enhanced breasts. In other words, mastectomies for teenagers, bottom surgery, surgery on genitals or reproductive organs, I'm quoting, facial feminization or other procedures. They are mutilating our children for the sake of their ideology. Time for another wee musical uh, break. I I mean, I do realise this is heavy stuff and I do realise that it's long, but I hope it's helpful for you. And we do need to do this kind of detail. But here's something. Because we're going to California. A grieving California mum, and again the links are on the website, says her severely depressed teen daughter was encouraged to leave her family, go into foster care and begin taking cross-sex hormones, after which she developed unbearable pain and killed herself by lying down across the tracks in front of a train. The mother, Abigail Martinez, blames a school psychologist and other school staff, as well as the Los Angeles County Department of Child and Family services, an older transgender student and her mother, and the LGBT club for brainwashing and coaching this girl on how to get hormone therapy and gender reassignment surgery instead of recommending treatment for her depression. Remember the, the scouts, the guides? If your daughter was in the guides and men were sleeping with them in on, on camps in the same tents, would you be happy? Of course not. And yet, in December 2021, Karen Lissignoli, the newly appointed Chief Executive Officer for the Girl Guides of Western Australia, asked for an answer to a legal question. This is all she did. She asked, is it still legal to define women as biological females? Within a week, she'd been fired. The Girl Guides, get this, the girl guides fired their leader for asking if women were biological females. A group called Out in Perth boasted about how they'd managed to have this happen. In Scotland, a volunteer with the Samaritans was rejected as a foster carer by the Abelauer Child Care Trust because she expressed misgivings about hormone treatment for children with gender dysphoria. The Stirling-based charity, which has received Scottish Government funding and signed up to a diversity champion scheme run by the LGBT charity Stonewall. Do you know, I'm not sure that there's a more pernicious or evil organisation than Stonewall in, in pushing forward this abusive agenda. But she was not allowed 
to adopt children because her views on gender and diversity did not align with her values. Wow. And if you wonder where this is going, again, the link is there. Uh, there was a, a situation recently where in Brisbane, here in Australia, there were girls who were saying, I don't know if this was just for a joke or whether it was for real, that they were cats and they wanted to identify as that. The harm to children through this is extraordinary. Language, the deconstruction of the English language. So, for example, the term mother, and again, this is a, the harm for women, isn't it? Four primary schools in Brighton issued new guidance for children to call their parents grown-ups instead of mum and dad, so they would avoid discriminating against non-traditional families. Forbes magazine, instead of speaking, spoke about pregnant people. No, not, why not pregnant women? Or take, and there's so many examples of this, and again, it's with the elites. The trendy members-only club Soho House asked its clientele, it has a sports, trendy, very expensive sports clubs for the rich across the globe. They ask its clientele to choose from a list of 41 pronouns after signing up for its services. These include the conventional he, his, him, and she, hers, her, but also co, cause, e, er, m, a, fe, for, mer, mers, ni, ni, ner, ners, ner, niers, Peer and purrs. <laughs> wow. Just. Oh, oh, by the way, no, no, I'm not finished then. Thon, uh, thons, vi, ver, vi, vir, viz, zi, zem, zur, zi, zi, zur, zur, all gender neutral neo pronouns. They are destroying language. This is the Tower of Babel. This is Genesis 1, destroying male and female. This is the Tower of Babel, destroying language. Um, here's another one. Science. Science is being destroyed. The scientific facts are very clear. As Robert Winston said on the BBC Question Time programme. Your sex actually is there in every single cell in the body. You have a chromosomal sex, you have genetic sex, you have hormonal sex, you have all sorts of different kinds of psychological brain sex. They're all different. And we are very confused about this, unfortunately. And, and regrettably, it's got into this argument that people are now would, will now accuse me of being transphobic. Well, obviously there are trans people who say you absolutely can do that. Well, unfortunately, you can't say this publicly. This is one of, this is one of the big problems. Even saying, saying this on this programme undoubtedly will result in my getting a huge amount of hate mail. It always does. Now, isn't it extraordinary that that should be considered controversial and that the, the BBC journalist felt necessary to say not everyone would agree with this? He was just talking science, but science is being destroyed. And then here's an interesting one. Homosexuality. I mean that homosexual men and particularly lesbian women feel under threat because what is happening is if a girl says that she's attracted to girls and they say, well, you, you must really be a boy. Um, I don't agree with any sex outside marriage and marriage is between a man and a woman. And so I'm not supportive of the homosexual agenda. However, I do have a great deal of sympathy with those who find themselves being told, well, because of the sexual feelings they have towards someone of the same sex, it means they can't really be that sex. It's just wow. And then freedom and democracy. Here, for example, is Lorna Slater, Green Minister in the Scottish Government. Transphobia anti-trans bigotry and prejudice does exist. And I think we should be just, uh, have 
the same zero tolerance view for anti-trans bigotry but as we do for other forms of bigotry. But is concern about this legislation anti-trans bigotry? Having you know, honest and open discussions about the Gender Recognition Act, about the Gender Recognition Act reforms, of course I'm happy to do that. We're welcome that kind of conversation. But why did you that's use exactly, those words, computing it to racism and anti-Semitism, by balancing the discussion? By representing anti-trans bigotry should be... Now, in that clip, she was responding to a question where she had stated that um, basically she wanted the BBC not to have people on who questioned the gender reassignment stuff. She, she claimed without any evidence that they were funded by right-wing Americans. Now, this is what happens, of course. But she doubled down. But if you listen to it very carefully, you'll see what she's saying. Yes, we can have a discussion. But anti-trans views should not be allowed. How do you have a discussion? Because what she does is she says anyone who disagrees with her is transphobic. Here in Australia, we've just had a candidate who had tweeted that she thought trans children were mutilated. Well, if they've had trans surgery, they have been mutilated. But she's been forced to remove tweets and apologise. But it's still true. And then in politics, freedom and democracy, equality goes. Palm Springs, California is set to debut a program giving transgender residents $900 a month in basic income, even though the city's transgender mayor is opposed to this. Any resident who says they are non-binary or transgender will get $900 a month. You don't have to prove it. You don't have to be it. It's taxpayer funded and it's managed by the LGBT activist group Queer Works. That's from the programme Father Ted. Uh, in some senses you could regard it as blasphemous, in other sense people, it's very, very funny. I, I tend to go with the latter point of view. Well, Graham Linehan had uh, a musical planned called Pope Ted based on Father Ted. Uh, it's been pulled because trans rights activists have got it shut down. That's what I mean about what's happening. Julie Bindle, another article I'll put a link to, banned from York Uni for the safety of the students. Babylon B, banned from Twitter. And then there's another thing that's happening, another consequence. And again, this is a little bit complicated, so just allow me to do this. Uh, there is the danger that saying you are trans gives you a free pass in many ways. So, for example, you're a male, you go to prison for rape or something, you announce that you're trans... Uh, and you get to go to a women's prison, which is generally perceived to be easier. What about, there's an extraordinary case, which again you can read up about, and again I've put links to it. Jamie Wallace, MP for Bridge, Bridge End. He was uh, known for, um, how will I put it, fraud? with companies and so on. The BBC ran an article on that several years ago. He was known for being arrested and fined for crashing his car and fleeing the, the scene. Now he's being singled out for praise. Boris Johnson praised him. Conservative MPs lined up and government ministers lined up to praise him. Why? Incidentally, he's a man who ran a sugar daddy business. And, and you know what that means? 
It means that he he was a director of a company which had a business which introduced girls, young girls, to rich older men who could pay for them. Well, why is he a hero all of a sudden? Why is this man who ran a sugar daddy business? Why is this man who was accused of fraud? Why is this man who uh, was fined for breaking the law, crashing his car and fleeing the scene? Why is he a hero? Because he suddenly announced he's transgender. And everyone goes, oh, how brave. Well, the complexity of of his personal life, I do not know. But you don't give someone a free pass in that way. But that's what is happening. Well, I hope that this episode has helped you see just how much this ideology is permeating through the whole of society and how much harm it is causing, particularly to women and and to children and indeed to the whole of humanity. Next week, as I promised, we're going to look at what can actually be done that's positive, some of the solutions that are involved in this. And also I've got some feedback, uh, several of you sent in questions or comments, and I'll try and use as many of those next week as I can. If you've got any others, please send them to me over this uh, weekend. But uh, until then, I'm going to leave you with this song by Olivia Lane, Woman at the Well. Um, it's a It's a lovely song. I heard a story from the Bible when I was just a little girl about a broken-hearted woman who met the Savior of the world. I thought it was just another story, one that the preacher man would read, but as I'm sitting here at home, drinking red wine all alone, I think that woman might be me. Because tonight I just feel like the woman at the well, wondering how someone could love me when I can't love myself. But you want me as I am and that sounds crazy. I guess maybe that's why grace is so amazing. Now, it's a beautiful song. I do want to say this, though. That, um, yes, it's the love of Christ that we all need to be made whole. It's not just people who suffer from gender identity dysphoria who, who are broken. We're all broken. But I, I, I also want, want to say this about the song. I disagree with it slightly in that it talks about you want me as I am. Well, no. Jesus wants us despite what we are, but because of what he's going to make us as well. So he loves us while we're still his enemies. He doesn't say, carry on being my enemies. He invites us to come and to know him and to to be his friends. But that's just a a small thing in there. I, I love this. He turned the wine to living water and taught me how to love again. And, you know, as I say, next week we're going to look at the solution. But that truly is the solution. So... Uh, I will love you and leave you. Uh, Please feel free if you want to support the Podbean fundraiser. Uh, Thanks to everyone down in Belgrave at the Belgrave Heights Convention who I met uh, this past weekend. And it's uh, uh, those of you who've been in touch saying you've started listening to this. That's great. Uh, Any comments or thoughts, please do pass them on and see you next week as we do part three of this transgender special. And then we'll go back to our normal Uh, podcast after that but god bless you and bye i heard a story from the bible when i was just a little girl about a broken hearted woman who met the savior of the world thought it was just another story One that the preacher man would read
Savior of 